Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. We also have co-hosts Dr. Tim Hayes and Michelle Pichet. We will share with you the wisdom of the first century Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic, Brachma. Michael is the author of the book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information about the forgiveness process, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, welcome to the show, Mind Shifters Radio. Hello and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio, currently hosted on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Tim Hayes. I'm your host for the first hour, if the technology holds that long. And as always, whenever we get the opportunity, I'm grateful for everyone who joins us, whether you're listening live or through the archives, as we try to spend another couple of hours teaching and supporting people in using some of the most powerful, effective, efficient, and accessible tools I've ever encountered. These tools are available absolutely free through the tireless efforts of Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice, and they're available on the website at whyagain.org. If you go to that website and click on the two words that say Start Here in the upper left-hand corner, It will take you to a page where you can download and read Chapter 24 of Dr. Michael Rice's book. His book is titled, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? And that chapter of the book contains a narrative description and explanation of the primary tool in this work. That tool is called the Reality Management Worksheet, sometimes called the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet. And it's a tool I've been using to great effect for over 19 years now to improve the quality of my life and most of my relationships and to turn any negative emotional experience I have into part of the infallible guidance system that each and every one of us has been given. You can also download the actual worksheet process itself. It's a simple PDF file. Click the link, download it, print it off, copy it as often as you'd like, and use it over and over again absolutely free. You can also go to your app store and type in the three words, Heartland Aramaic Forgiveness. That's H-E-A-R-T-L-A-N-D, all one word, Aramaic, A-R-A-M-A-I-C, and Forgiveness. And before you're done typing the word Forgiveness, you'll see the glowing heart icon, If you choose to tap on that, that will let you download a completely free and private app that contains the Reality Management Worksheet. It contains an abbreviated version of that worksheet process, and it contains a copy of the Dragon Klingon game, which is a wonderful way to introduce these tools to even younger audiences. We hope people do all of that soon and often, primarily because it tends to improve the quality of people's lives the more they actively apply these tools in their lives. 
and secondarily because it tends to prompt comments, questions, answers, and testimonials. And if you have any of those to share with us, you can do so by sending us an email. You can email me at tjh at mindshifters-academy.org. Or you can email genie at j-e-a-n-i-e at whyagain.org. That's w-h-y-a-g-a-i-n dot o-r-g. Or you can give us a call at 563-999-3581 and press 1 on your phone. And when you do that, it'll put the little icon of a hand by your phone number and I'll turn on the microphone and announce you by your area code and we can have a conversation. And we greatly appreciate whenever anybody does that because it makes it far easier for us to live into our intention with this work. The intention with this work is to be a service and that's just a whole lot easier to do when we know how these things are landing for you, whatever we're choosing to do, whether we're reading, commenting on a book we're reading or working through worksheets or discussing some of the underlying principles that allow the worksheet to be so powerful and effective. And uh, we encourage people to give us a call or send us an email and let us know how this work is landing for you in your life. Area code 610, you're in the air. Hello, Dr. Tim. Welcome back. Yes, isn't it something? Thank you. <laughs> what has, what did, has been did happening? You have, did you have any any difficulty dialing in today? Not at all today. Okay. Yesterday was a complete bust, and all last week seemed... Oh, wait. Was last week good? I can't remember. No, I think last was, week toward the end of it was hit and miss. Yeah, right. There were a couple shows where they were able to do a show a couple days, and other days were mm-hmm. not. So, do you have any information so, about what's going on? Yes, it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. And and I every see. and every effort I have made to try and find out more than that has resulted in no increase in knowledge. Oh, my goodness. So, oh, incredible. Yeah. So Jeannie might have uh, some additional information for us. Welcome, Jeannie Rice. Thank you. It has been <laughs> a worksheet material for sure. I have asked oh my Blog God. Talk specifically, can you tell me, if for some reason this is just our show, our phone numbers or what, because every day that I couldn't get on, I would check, and there would be live shows on Blog Talk. And wow. it's like, so, so why is ours not working? You know, we've been with you since 2011. You know, come on. We've missed seven shows since December the 18th. And um, uh, they won't answer that question. They send back these general, you know, thank you for being patient. And I wrote back and I said, I'm not patient. <laughs> But anyway, I am working on, I spent a lot of this weekend doing some searching for other um, ways to do a show other than blog talk. Um, I have found a thing, and it's really pretty cool. It's called Podbean. You have to download their app. It's free from either, you know, your Android store or your iPhone store. 
And um, it's not just the Podbean because that's actually if you're going to create a podcast, but they have one that's called um, a podcast player that's by Mm. Podbean. And you can tap into, if you've got that on your phone, and then you see that our show is live, all you have to do is tap on it to listen, and then there's actually a little phone on there that says call in. So you're actually running it from the Internet. You're not having to use your cell phone minutes or anything, and it will dial you into the switchboard. You can also invite people to join in. And so it looks like it would be really good. I have a couple questions that I've got to get settled. You know, I went ahead and paid for one month to see if it works. And um, I've uploaded five um, of our past episodes. Actually, one of them was the show that I was going to play yesterday, the um, overview of the Way of Mastery Lesson 1 through 19. So those are already uploaded to the podcast, to Podbean. And um, But I'm, I'm still working out a few things. I need them to answer me like it's it's got a thing in there that says something like 999 episodes. And it's like, you know, does that mean that when I get to 1,000, I'm going to have to create a whole new podcast, or is it really unlimited? So I need to find out that. They archive. You can pick up all the things from their domain. I have to figure out a way of importing all of our past shows over so that we don't lose them. Actually, we wouldn't lose them. We've got them backed up on a hard drive, but Mm. we would have to change, like, all of the links right now when you click on an archive show. It goes to Blog Talk's site to listen to it because it, it runs a lot of server space, and it would cost quite a bit if we had to put it all on our website. Wow. And so I've got to figure that out too before I do a total switch over. So, but what I'm I'm doing is I am writing an email and I'm including pictures, you know, when you do this, this is what screen you're going to get. And then you do this to walk people through how they would link into us through the Podbean. And I'm going to send that out to our entire mailing list um before the end of today. And um you know, that way if, you know, I, I'm not sure, but until I get all my answers, <laughs> and they've been really good. Like, I sent a question. They've sent me an answer, even yesterday being a holiday. And um, so it's definitely better than what Blog Dog's doing, giving me answers. Mm. But um, I don't want to do a total switchover yet until I'm sure that it's going to work. But what I'm going to do is send out the email so that people know if you try to call in and Blog Talk's not working, we can switch over to this and do our live show on this other format and at least be able to carry on with the show. And then once we see if it's going to work, then we'll do the switchover. But I don't want to do a total let go of blog talk yet until I get all my answers. God, Jeannie, so, I'm having to do deep breathing just hearing you tell all this. <laughs> it's been it's been a struggle this weekend, but we didn't have any other plans, and, and we just kind of hung out here at the house. And so I worked on that for the last couple of days and, taking pictures of screenshots and things, trying to get it worked out. You know, now how will people tap into this? And, Dr. Tim, I'll send you the actual sign-in for the um, work in the switchboard and stuff. Of course, that's not going to be included in the email to everybody. But um, anyway, that's all I know. And like I said, Blog Talk is not really answering me. Uh So is the app to download the Podbean podcast app and player? 
Um, the player is the one that everybody would use just to follow the show, to listen to the show. You can, like, once you've linked on it, you can actually say, you know, I want to follow them. Um, you can click to be notified when a live show comes on, things like that. To run the switchboard, you want the one that just says Podbean um, Podcast. Or There's two. One if you're going to run a podcast I, and one if you're just going to listen. There's one called Podbean Pro. And there's one called Podbean Podcast App and Player. Um, the App and Player is the one that people would click to just listen to. Um, you would need the other one probably, and it's also free. I mean, you would be on on out. You'd sign in on under my name and stuff. Um, so uh, that one would be the one that you would need for the switchboard part. But the podcast player is the one that everybody else would just need just to listen to it. And then once they're in that and they're listening to the show on that, on their screen is actually a little button that says click here to call in. And there's two different um, screens on the switchboard of it. One of them shows listeners. And then if they've clicked that they want to call in, they flip over to another channel or another page part of the page and we have the option to mute them you have I think eight or ten people that you can personally invite in to be like a co-host and so it's um, got a lot more options than what we've got on the switchboard at blog talk but when I was just doing a test for the live show it said I actually had seven listeners so I guess other people that are just randomly on the podcast picked it up so mm. it'll be interesting to see how it works <laughs> yeah but i'm working on it you sure are but that's all i know but i but watch for the email to come out good so, so i'll have, so have that have out put, by the end of the day so have you put mind shifters radio on podbean yes um, it has, like I said, I've downloaded, you can do different things, like you can download or upload, whichever, um, shows we've done in the past and schedule them to play, or you can uh, do a live show, live streaming. And so I have put five shows out there. I put the four that says, do we have free will? And then I also put the one for the overview of the way of mastery, one through 19, and those are already on the Mind Shifters Radio on Podbean, and you can do a you can just when you open up the app, you can do a search and just put in Mind Shifters, and it comes up almost immediately. Mm. And it, yeah, it the seems, glowing red uh, heart is what I put on there. It seems like it has lots and lots of past episodes. Right. It has actually picked up automatically our past ones. Now, um, if you click on up at the top, it has different categories. Click on the one that says life and see if it pops up something different. But it should show those five that I've uploaded. And I also have the URL address that you can put in. 
Yeah, it has it has two different search results for mind shifters. One is the the picture of you and Michael, and that's got the archive that goes back and back and back. And then it has the glowing heart icon, and that has okay, only five episodes uploaded. Right, that's the new. Um, that's just on Podbean. And then it's picking up, because it's a podcast player, it picks up our blog talk ones as well. And that's the ones uh, that has the um, mine and Michael's picture. But the glowing heart that has five episodes is the actual Podbean um, page. And that's where our live ones will show up as well once we start doing them. Alrighty then. <laughs> and I've got I've taken screenshots of most like mm-hmm. I tried to walk through it on a different tablet as if I hadn't signed up as the admin for it and have um taken screenshots of the different pages, you know, okay, then you go to this page and this is what you do and then you go to this page and this is what you do. So I'm trying to capture the whole thing from the start to the actual listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it will bless your heart. Thank you for all that work. <laughs> it's a learning curve, <laughs> right? One thing that's been great about Blog Talk is that all we do is dial a phone number. Right. And I'm wondering if this is going to be like one more little step. It will be a learning curve, but I think once you've downloaded the Podbeam to your phone and you've clicked that you want to follow Mind Shifters Radio yeah. and then click that you want to be notified when it's live, then okay. when we go live on it, it would pop up on your phone and then you should just have to click and, and it open it up so that you can listen and then you hit the call mm-hmm. button if you want to talk. But it would well, keep somebody good. from having to use minutes. I mean, we should be able to talk to anybody in the whole world, you know, without yeah. them using any kind of cell minutes or anything. It would just be through the Internet. Hmm. So, you know, and there may be something better out there, but like I said, I have worked the last couple of days, um, and I've done some searches, and they've got some pretty good reviews, and they've been around for several years. And so, but watch for the email, and I'm going to log off of here and turn the show back over to Dr. Tim, and I'll see you all at one. Thanks, Jeannie. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Thank you. So, breathe and uh, tap, soothing them with the the idea of having to change your your focus or your way of accessing. Oh, that'll be okay. Yeah, I I feel for Jeannie. Yeah, having to do all that messing around. Um, It has been amazing not to have the show available. I feel as if I went through a period of having the bends. I mean, wait a minute. Where's my noon check out of the world and go onto the show and talk about all kinds of things that I'm interested in? And uh, It was quite surprising how dependent I've been on the show. How did you survive? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's weird is a lot of things creep into those two hours 
a rehearsal got set up and something else gets set up and pretty soon I felt as if the, the tide was rising and, and my little island was being eaten up by the rest of my life and I wanted to push the shore back again and have my island. So we'll see. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just I was watching, uh, you know, how it all felt. And plus, there's a backlog of discussion Give and take book, boy. And then I listened, because I've got notifications coming in for the Journey's Dream Talks and listened to Bill Sterling and you having a talk, which was fantastic. What an interesting guy and how well his work fits into the tools. Like he came upon all this, another genius out in the ozone teaching basically the same things. Yes, so, indeed. When did you do that interview? Suddenly I don't hear anything. So I'm going to hang up and dial in again. Here we go. Well, we'll try this again. Okay. Yeah, there? for a while you were... Yep. Can you hear me? It it, it kicked me off. Oh. Well, so, it kicked um, me off, too, and I just dialed in again. Well, uh, it went I think I was saying that uh, the, the podcast people that professionally produced that podcast for Journey's Dream also had technical difficulties for three weeks or so, and then it took me quite a while to get that all sorted out. So I had, wow. I did the interview just a couple months ago, but... That long ago. But I'm glad okay. you liked it. Well, yeah, I'm glad oh, you yeah. liked it. Very good. <clears throat> so Anne just texted me and said, I was still on. I'm not sure what it... <laughs> I don't know what she means. But maybe she's still on. Who knows? Yeah, her number is still on the switchboard. So. Oh, good. Okay. So, um, so, pick up the conversation wherever you want. I um. I I would be happy to talk about what your questions or comments are about the give and take book. Um, okay. I love it. Yeah. If, I, if you actually have I, questions about that. Well, I had one thing I was doing right away early on was I thought, oh, no, this is another way I can judge people. Is this person a giver? Is this person a taker? Is this person a matcher? And then I had to deal with all my feelings about people who are takers and matchers and so forth. And I thought, I'm turning this into not a good thing. That is not the intent of this book. But... I had a really interesting talk with, maybe I told you this already, I think I was beginning to talk about it before the shows went on the blink. I was talking to my one of my grandsons. Yeah, I did tell yes, him. Yeah, you mentioned that you, had, that you had told him about the book and he was he's going into finance at some level? Yeah, he's, he's going to be an actuary. 
<laughs> That's pretty much in, into finance. Yeah, well, of of a sort. The the actuary yeah. isn't uh, strictly finance, but it's a lot about numbers. Right. And he loves it and he's good at it. Right. So I I must say I've jumped around in the book and found the ending part most interesting. When he talks, he gives lots of delicious examples, but a lot of them have to do with sports. And it seems as if what he's saying over and over again is the givers get further than the, the other guys. And I would like to ask you, to do a little cliff notes because you said you had read it several times and I don't think I'm going to get through it the way you did. Wondered if the big you could tell your big takeaways from it. Is this cheating? Yes, it is. Well, you know, for, for me, some of the the biggest takeaways were the idea about our energies and people who are getting burned out, they can start taking a look at where are they spending their energies. Right. And it it really uh, put me in mind of um, Dr. Michael Rice's talk about purpose, personal power, and commitment, and the idea of having a, a secondary purpose that helps us focus our energies. And if you have your primary purpose, in Michael Rice's words, that is to develop a viable, conscious, spiritual body and then strengthen mm. it. So that's the, he says that's the primary purpose for every person who comes into physical existence. And then he recommends that each of us develop our secondary purpose. And we develop that based on the things that we're naturally good at and the things that we just love to do and how it, the world would look to us through our eyes when the world is perfect. And if we can come up with those three things, a list of things you're naturally good at, a list of things you'd love to do, and a list of, or a description of how the world will look through your eyes when it's perfect, then you formulate a statement about how you're going to use a few of the things you're naturally good at to do some of the things you absolutely love to do to help make the world be this place that you think is going to be more perfect. Right. And and in that, what you do essentially is you you focus your energies, and so you get so much more out of whatever energy you spend that your productivity goes through the roof and you don't get burned out because you're doing stuff you love to do. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things in the book they talk about when people start to get burned out. They would help them look at, okay, how are you spending your energy? What are you spending most of it on? Is it going into things that are feeding you and your, your stated purpose in life, et cetera? Uh, or are you focusing, spending all your energy in one area, you know, mostly to things that don't nurture your soul kind of thing? And if so, let's help you refocus and let's have you shift where you're spending your time, intelligence, money, and energy. So that was a big 
plus for me from the book. And the other thing was to recognize where am I, who am I spending my energy with and my time with. Mm-hmm. And if I'm spending time with a bunch of people who are either matchers or takers, I'm going to get drained. I'm going to get burned out. I'm going to feel like I'm trudging uphill through mud. And it's not going to be that way if I find, you know, some people call it finding your tribe. Yeah. People of like mind. Yeah. So that was, you know, that's that's like my, my cliff notes from that book. And plus all of the <laughs> wonderful examples of how it, it is a success recipe to become aware of these things and practice them. It's not um, another thing I have to do that doesn't feed me. It It is going to right. benefit me at many levels when I pay right. attention to what is you know, my, my sense of my purpose and what are what are my energies going for. Things that nourish me and nourish others or things that drain me and or only benefit others but a few of those that are takers or matchers and then it's kind of like I'm pouring my energy into something that doesn't go anywhere right? it's like it's like um, building a Lego toy if I don't really like Lego toys mm-hmm. right? I, I, I accomplish it I get it done but it's not really, you know, I don't really like it. I'm not like I'm not like I put it on a, a shelf and admire it, and I'm so glad I did it. And some people do, right? Some people build Lego toys and just love it, and that's great because that feeds them. But it's like me mm-hmm. building a Lego toy, and I don't really like Lego toys. So I get it done, right? I accomplish mm-hmm. the goal, but it's not nourishing me. It's like I, like I spent a whole bunch of money on something that I don't ever use. Right. But when you talked about the nature of a giver, that they actually just enjoy helping other people, they probably feel good while they're doing it. And maybe they have uh, what Michael Rice calls uh, divine selfishness. They could acknowledge that, yeah, I do this because it's for me. I love this. But they seem to have a very high giving quotient built right in. And I've been curious about whether you could be, for instance, an introvert and be a giver. Because <laughs> I'm an introvert. I'm friendly. Be, 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 a, be an introvert and be a what? A an, in, giver. an introvert and a giver? Yeah. Is that your question? I've just asked myself that. Does it make any sense? Does that question make any sense? No. No. Okay. No, no, because there's there, there's nothing that that makes it mutually exclusive. It's not like only extroverts are givers. No. Well, I understand that. Of course, that would be crazy to make that. I was thinking about the fact that this particular man, I can't remember his name, would pick out a person that didn't look particularly promising or anything, and he would stop and talk to that person for 15 minutes and end up 
finding a way to sort of knit that person into his life and enhance the other person's life and use that person's talents and everybody gets a benefit. I think it takes a lot of outgoingness, extroversion to to do that. To do that and particular so, thing, yes. Yes. Yeah. But that's that's just one person who's an extrovert who's also a giver. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that yeah. introverts can't be givers. It does mean probably that introverts will not be taking that approach to express right. their giving nature. Right. Well, I had an incident the other day where our, our Michael um, signed up for something called Go-Go Grandparent, which is a, an offshoot of Uber. He doesn't have a car and he doesn't want to impose on us and he cannot borrow Tim Bingham's car and my car is with somebody else. So he signed up for this, paid $30 for some kind of membership fee which might be charged yearly or monthly. He didn't know. Got to the place he needed to go, which is 20 minutes away. Did his errand called the place for his ride home and paid heavily for the ride, maybe 15 or $20 for the ride, plus a tip. And it, this is a guy who doesn't have that kind of money. So he's there trying to save us trouble, which I really appreciate. He finally texts me and said, I am practically in a panic. I'm stuck at the guitar store over here. And, and he, could you pick me up? Well, Tim Bingham was out with his car, and I said, Tim isn't home, but his errand is short. I'll let you know. But I immediately, cut my chest tightened, and I thought, I'm supposed to be a giver, and I don't want to do this. It wasn't as if I was terribly busy. I was doing something, but it's not a big deal. It was a Saturday. And I thought, why am I mad? Why am I feeling, you know, this was worksheet material already. So Tim rolls in, and I said, Tim, how would you like to go? pick up Michael and Tim said a very clear simple no I'm not going <laughs> he said, I said okay it's back on me so I went and got Michael and Michael was all apologetic and he was literally shaking with panic this guy is such a low threshold for anxiety and I was bringing him home and I was commiserating with him and I was commiserating with myself and saying come on this is I am doing the giver's act. I am picking him up. I'm being kind. But I felt stingy and pissed off. Great. So am I a giver or a taker or a matcher or am I just in bad trouble? This book has inspired a lot of questioning that's sort of off the track a little bit. So the... The the one thing I would talk to you about in any situation like that is forget about the book and do the worksheets yeah. mm-hmm. to figure out what in you is getting resonated to help you generate such irritation and resentment and, as you say, being pissed off. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that's going to make a shift for you. There's energy in your system that you're carrying around with you that's 
connected to this doing something for your Michael and or feeling like you have to do something for your Michael and it's connected with frustration, irritation, anger, hurt, whatever. No kidding. And I love that Bill Sterling said, you don't have to give up your emotions, but take time and think about them. I just, the permission to, who's the woman who wrote that wonderful essay that's in your group? I can't remember, but she said, I watched how I hated people. And I thought, I'm with her. (laughs) I like her. Because she's allowing all of the things to just sit there and be part of her own work, not shutting them down and pretending they don't exist. So Bill Sterling was saying the same thing, and that's a wonderful, wonderful permission. But you're right. The worst seeds have to be trotted out again over this. And I was going through my mind and, you know, pegging Michael, poor Michael, I was saying he's a taker. Well, he's not wanting to be a taker. So I got all tied in knots over this book. Well, really, I, I, would say, I would say, yeah, that you didn't get tied in knots over this book. I would say that in a situation specifically like this, you're running mm. away from just doing your work, your own personal work, and using yeah. the book as a good a good excuse to run away. Yep, yep, I get it. True. <sighs> the core of this work, we sit right here at the beginning. <laughs> remember, remember there's that biblical quote that says that the apostles came to Jesus and said, can you tell us when our end will come? And he said, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> you, you act like you found the beginning and now you want to look for the end? You, you can't even do the beginning. What's the beginning? The beginning is noticing the earliest warning signs of upset oh, and yeah. tension. And take mm-hmm. a breath and turn the focus inside. The very first step, you can mm-hmm. go to... Many of these great teachings, and they recognize the first step. What does Diedrich Wolzak say? What's his first step? I admit that I'm triggered to upset. I don't say, oh, it's no big thing. Oh, that's no problem. I catch how the the Course in Miracles says the slightest irritation is connected to the deepest rage. And so the first step is I say, Oh, I have upset in me. Mm -hmm. I wonder how I can discover its roots and release it. That's the beginning. Not, oh, I wonder what this book says about this, or whether this means that I'm X, Y, or Z label, or that's all escapism. Mm. Have you ever read the book, The Autobiography of a Yogi? You know, I should read it again. I did years ago, and I loved it, but I don't remember a thing about it. 
<laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> I loved it, and I don't remember a thing about it. Go ahead, Dr. Tim. You've had that. Well, that is, that, that's, that's the same thing, right? Right there, if you read that book, mm-hmm. this is the, the, the talk about doing the work. It's mm-hmm. the same work that Michael talks about. It's the same work that Yeshua talks about. It's the same realizations about energy and energy beings and our responsibility for our internal creations. And it's it's the recognition that everything is energy. It's I mean, he's, the stuff that's in there, and, and this book was published in 1946, and the stuff that's in there about electron microscopes and quantum physics, mm-hmm. and it's just mind-boggling wow. how much is in there that mm-hmm. many of us think about as new. Yeah. You know what I'm feeling and noticing is that I have this feeling that I need somebody to come and cut a section of my heart out or to do a lobotomy. I feel as if I'll never get to the bottom of this triggering that goes on. And it's the same stuff when I started calling into the show, what, eight years ago or however long it was, things have shifted, things have gotten better in some ways, but I'm still doing a lot of the same stuff. And I had a a priest friend told me once he was in a terrible depression and he went to sleep in, in a prayerful state and said, I need intervention here. I need help here. And he had a vision, a dream, in which Mary, Holy Mother, came to him with a little gold plate and a little golden knife. And she came in and cut out part of his heart put it on the plate, and walked calmly away. And he woke up, and he was free of depression, and it stayed that way. It's as if he had had somebody do it for him. And I'm just fooling around with how lovely it would be if somebody could do the same. Because this is just... It's so hard to be angry at someone who really doesn't deserve it. How I pick on Michael in my head... He's doing the best he can, and I'm face-to-face with this challenge day in and day out. Well, here's, here's the first thing I would say to you. You were starting to talk about how you've been doing this work for eight years and, or, or thereabouts, and um, I, I routinely, with uh, people in my private practice, come to these situations where they feel like they're back at square one mm-hmm. and they're starting all over again. That's the ego talking and nothing else. Because okay. every single time that I have somebody in my office that says that, oh my God, I feel like I'm I'm right back where I started and nothing's made any difference and I'm raging like I did when I first came to see you or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When we take a look at all of the various ways that they have improved, mm-hmm. 
and continue to be far better than they were, mm. every single time they go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And so what are the kinds of things we look at? Okay, I have the same kind of upset that I had before, but instead of somebody else trying to tell me that I'm the one causing this for 37 weeks and with, you know, learning worksheets, and I caught it myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I caught it like the day after it happened or I caught it a half an hour after it happened or I caught it in the middle of it happening. So that's one mm-hmm. level is that I'm catching it a lot sooner. The next level is even if it's as intense as before, often it's not, not as intense as before, but even if it is as intense as before, it doesn't last anywhere near as long. Mm-hmm. The resolution the movement through, the willingness to pick up a tool, the ability to see, ah, it's time to just let this go, that is phenomenally different than it was for people before they they do their work. And so the essence is that the work is always there for me to do, and yet the work provides benefit. Mm. So I'm never going to be done with the work. And that's my ego that wants to be done with the work. Just like I said, only the ego (laughs) wants to know God. Right? Only the ego wants to know God. Because the ego is the part of me that thinks I'm not already in connection with that which gave rise to me. The ego is that which wants to either elevate me above somebody who's my brother or sister or keep me, you know, beat up and suppressed below them. That's just the ego. The essence of of your nature is that you're whole and perfect just as you are. And any part of you that wants to tell you you're not is the ego. This is why Michael Rice would say he, he ended up putting, let's judge how intense my upset is at the beginning of a worksheet process. Yeah. Well, why is that important? Well, because my ego is going to try and tell me, oh, these worksheets don't work. Why do you keep doing mm-hmm. those? You know, you had, you had an upset like this five years ago, and you're still doing the same worksheet. But if you go back <laughs> and look at the worksheet from five years ago, the upset level was 369,000 on a scale of <laughs> 0 to 10. And and the one you have right now is a level of six or seven or eight on a scale of zero to ten. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you get to quiet the ego. Mm-hmm. I guess the biggest difference for me is to know that it's me when that comes up. I know it's me. It's not them. It's me. But it's sure not a comfortable position to begin to know it's me. It's just the starting point, I guess. Yes, but that's it. That's the beginning. And at least now you know where the beginning is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge benefit. It's like Michael Rice does this... Um, 
circle of life and how to play it. He puts this thing on the bulletin board and his whiteboard, and it's it's the worksheet that has more more words written on the board. His, his um, not worksheet, but his workshop that has mm-hmm. the whiteboard that is more full of words oh, yeah. than any other lecture yeah. that he gives. Mm-hmm. And right. and he goes, here's the upper, here's the thing that happens. And you can take the upper path when this happens, or you can take the lower path. Here's what the upper path mm-hmm. looks like. Here's what the lower path looks like. And once you're here, now you have these options. If you take the upper path from here, you go, and about halfway through the thing, he says, now how can you use this? Half the whiteboard is full, crammed with words. He says, how can you use this? Well, you can use it as a map. And what's the most important thing to know when you're about ready to go on a trip? And people raise their hands and go, where are you going? What else do you need to know? Uh, What to pack? (laughs) Stuff like that. And he finally goes, no, he says, the other thing you really need to know is where you are. The beginning. Oh, I'm still in this place of wanting it to be done. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm still wanting to blame Michael for my upset. Okay, that's the error in thought that's keeping me trapped. Okay, mm-hmm. now there's a possibility for healing because I know where I am. Guy Finley is a talk, and he says, you know, the, the, the tremendous danger of what Michael Rice would call premature positive thinking the danger mm-hmm. of believing that I am more spiritually advanced than I actually am. What does that mean? Why is that dangerous? Because I can't make any progress mm-hmm. if I don't know where I am. If I yeah. think I am, you know, five steps from enlightenment and I'm really, you know, 18 or 19 steps from enlightenment, I'll never get there. And everything that I do that's designed to try and make things better is only going to muck, muck it up more because that's not where I am. I used to talk about going into the AAA where they would have the maps. Yeah. You go into the AAA store and you say, I'd like to have um, – because you, you – you think you're in Texas, mm-hmm. and you go in uh, to the map store and you say, "I'd like to get some maps to go from Texas to um, Alaska." Mm-hmm. And so you walk out with these maps they give you because they know what they're doing, and, and and you start following the map they gave you, and, and you can't make it out of the block you're on because you're looking for a street that isn't there because you're not really in Texas. You're in Miami, Florida. Oh, God. And there are no, you know, and there are no streets that are going to take you on the map that you have from Miami, Florida to Alaska because you told the people at the map store that you're in Texas. Mm. So, you know, find a way to know that that part of your mind that wants to beat you up and wants somebody to come just take this away and do it for you, that's just your ego. And quite actually, it doesn't want you to make progress. It doesn't want you to be heartened by 
all of the benefits of the work you've already done. That part of your mind wants to keep you stuck because that's its identity. Mm. Right? It's what Guy Finley would call the automatic level of, you know, this mechanical level of consciousness. Michael Rice calls it the automatic decision process in the brain. It just does what it does. That's how it identifies itself. Woe is me. I'm so stuck. I'm so I'm such a sinner, etc., whatever's been programmed into it. It just keeps spitting it out. It doesn't want liberation, liberty. Why? Because it gets put on the shelf. It is no longer primary if you move to liberty and liberation. So it's not like there's an actual other entity in you. There's just this mechanical level of mind. Boy, if mastery calls it the intellect, which can only repeat what's been shoved into it, like garbage in a garbage can. Hmm. Like Michael Rice talks about, it's that law of resonance business. It can only resonate what, what's in there to get resonated. So what does it say in the way of mastery? It says already, you know, we're only at level, now we're reading lesson four this time through. It says, listen, you, you pride yourself in being a seeker. And in order to get where you want to go, you have to quit identifying yourself as a seeker and agree to be one who has found You go inside yourself and you find that the source of your pain is inside of yourself and the source of your freedom is right alongside it. And you understand, okay, I I have to acknowledge that I remain as I was created to be and that I don't need to be saved by somebody else coming and fixing this. I just need to recognize that when I'm in pain, I'm in error. Or as the current worksheet says, when I'm in pain, my thoughts are in error. Hmm. And then instead of saying, okay, what's the next book I can read to help me fix this? I go back to the worksheets (laughs) that I know will have Mm -hmm. me cancel everything I think I want, cancel everything I think I need, cancel everything I think I know, and ask to be shown something different. Mm. Because what my mind is showing me in any moment when I'm upset is false, by definition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really where it is, right there. I think I'm right. And and when your mind wants you to, you know, know you're right and know that you can't do this on your own and you need somebody to come rescue you, that's the lie. 
that keeps you trapped. How can you know it's a lie? Because there's tightness and tension and upset in you mm. when you have that yep. thought in you. <laughs> yep. Just back to the beginning. Mm. Over and over again. Back mm. to the beginning. Yeah. Mm. So, whatever format we end up on, whether we stay on Blog Talk Radio or we go to Bean Pod or whatever, Pod Bean. <laughs> My my mind really wants me to turn that around. It's pod bean. <laughs> but um, whichever one, we'll continue to help each other remember to just come back to the beginning. Because we can't go anywhere unless we come back to the beginning first. And as all of these great spiritual teachings say, once we reach the destination we wake up and realize we never really left. It's all just right there contained in the beginning anyway. And as Krishnamurti would say, to be able to see the false as the false and the false parading around as the true. And eventually we see the truth as its raw, whole, clear nature. And then we let the truth of it, of life itself, act on us. And our responses flow from that action. So then there is no need to question, what should I do now? Because our action is flowing from being directly awake and aware in the moment and letting the truth of life act on us. And we can only do that where? In the beginning. Where's the beginning? Now, in this present moment. That's why the way of mastery says so often, now we begin. Mm. So please don't listen to that part of your mind that wants to tell you that, you know, you haven't gained anything and you're right back at the beginning because that When your mind tells you you're back at the beginning and there's tension and upset in it, that's the lie. Mm. So welcome back. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thanks. Happy New Year. Thank you. I will mute you so you can listen to the second hour if the technology continues and holds. And thanks for being you. Blessings. I will remind us all that we come from love. We're made of the stuff that we call love. We actually are love, and everything else is false. And I'll welcome Jeannie Rice. Thank welcome you, Jeannie Dr. Rice. Sam. You're very welcome it. and deserving. <laughs> Good luck and have a great show, and thanks again for all your work on trying to get us set up with something that works more consistently. Thank you. I appreciate it. So welcome everybody to the second hour of MindShifters Radio. Yay! And today is Tuesday, January the 2nd, 2024. And our call-in number is 563-999-3581. 
and press 1, and that puts you into queue to talk to us, and we would love to hear your comments and questions because it makes it your show. And especially since we've been, you know, since December 18th, we lost seven shows. And, well, I guess we didn't lose them. We just weren't able to do them. But uh, it has definitely been a challenge, and Blog Talk's not really given me any answers. I'll repeat what I was, I kind of talked about this at the beginning of Dr. Tim's show, and I'll repeat it for those that are listening that maybe weren't on at the very beginning. Watch your emails. If you're on our mailing list, um, you will get an email from me before the end of the day. And uh, if you are not on our email list, you can easily do that by going to whyagain.org and scroll down to the bottom and click, you know, sign into our or be added to our email list or whatever. Or you can drop me a line at Jeannie, J-E-A-N-I-E, at whyagain.org and um, tell me to add you to our email list. That, now, what's going to be coming out is I've started this weekend looking at an option if Blog Talk's going to continue to not operate consistently. And one of the things that I have found, and, and we're not going to totally switch yet until I know whether it's working and have all my answers, but it's called Pod. Bing, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. And all you have to do is go to your Play Store, and I'm going to explain all this in the email, and I'm including, I did screenshots as I was signing on and everything so that you'll have screenshots of you do this, and this is what you're going to see, and then you do this, and this is what you're going to see. And so it'll walk you through. All you have to do is go to your store, whether it's your Android or your iPhone, and download Podbean Podcast and um, it's there's two out there. One of them is if you're going to be a podcaster, and the other one is if you just want to listen, it's called um, the Podcast Player by Podbean. And it's free. You download it to your phone, and then you can do a search. I've already made us a, um, a format out on Podbean called Mindshifters Radio. And because it is a podcast player, it picks up our old, um, well, not old, but our current on Blog Talk, uh, but it only goes back like 300 shows. Uh, like we've said before, iHeartRadio is about the only one that picks up all of them. And so you'll have the app on your phone. You can find MindShifters Radio and click that you want to follow it, and then you can click that you want to be notified when it goes live. And so what happens is you'll get a text on your phone. If we do a live show on Podbean, it'll say that we're live. And then you can click and you can listen to it on your phone. You're not using cell minutes. You're only on Internet. And then if you want to talk, there is actually a button on your screen that says call in. And when you click it, you're not really dialing a number. It just lets me know on the switchboard or Dr. Tim know on the switchboard that you are wanting to talk and, and we can turn your microphone on and, and it would operate the same as what we're doing with Blog Talk except you wouldn't be dialing in a number. You would be using the app on your phone. And, so and anyway, everybody in the world I'm going to be, call in. Yeah, because so, like right now people that are either in Australia or Thailand or you know somewhere else, Sweden, they have to use minutes um, or have a... 
what is it, uh, Skype paid, which means they're still paying to uh, call in. So this way it won't cost them anything. They just have to be on the Internet and use that app. And so I think it will be better, but I have several questions that I want to make sure everything's covered before we would drop blog talk if we do that. And we would only do that if they continue to be like it's been the last two weeks. Um, they won't answer my question. I've, I have gone out on the days that we've not been able to dial in. And on blog talk, there were live shows. And so I've asked them point blank, you know, are you targeting us for some reason? You know, why is our show not working? but other people's is, and they won't answer that question. And they just send me back basically things like, we're working on it, thank you for being patient. And I wrote back and said, I am not patient. <laughs> but anyway, um, definitely giving me opportunities. So what we're going to do, and I'll explain this in the email as well, we'll continue using Blog Talk, and um, I've paid for a month on the other till I see if it works, and then I can... It's cheaper if I pay for a whole year, but I didn't want to do that and then find out it's not going to be what we need. Um, but anyway, I want to absolutely tie in our current blog talk shows so people can still pick those up there. But then I also want to be able to be live. And so if, you know, you try to call into blog talk and it's not working and you're, you can't get connected and it kicks you out, then you can go to your app and turn it on. And what we will do is we will plan that if Blog Talk's not working for us, we will do a live show on Podbean. So you'll still be able to, you know, we won't be a whole day without shows, which is what's happened for the last two weeks. And so it's going to be an option that we can rely on instead of not having a show at all that will at least be able to do something. And it'll be a learning curve for all of us, but it's still one way to stay connected. So like I said, watch for an email. It will give all the directions and everything in that. And, you know, just uh, hang in there with us, and we're glad that you're here. You know, that's the only bad thing is that because we've missed seven shows is that we're down to about half of the people on the show today. And that's probably because, you know, they've tried to dial in for seven days and nobody, you know, they can't get connected, so they give up. And so we're glad that you're with us. And Michael, welcome to the show. And we do have a hand up, but I'm not sure if it's left over from Tim's or not. So, Okay. Thank you, dear heart. And welcome, everybody, and uh, Happy New Year. I'd like to uh, start out today. There's a, uh, a piece of poetry that is really a profound guide for living. And I've uh, really admired this piece of poetry for my early business life. I was in the restaurant business, and the uh, the main day for our our year in my restaurants was Mother's Day, and so I used to print this piece of poetry on our souvenir Mother's Day menu that people could take home. And we printed it in frame size so people just get a standard frame and put on it. <clears throat> put on other New Year's before. And seeing as how this is the, uh, the uh, first show of the year, this is written by a gentleman named Max Ehrman. And it was written back in, or at least copyrighted back in 1927. It's called Desiderata. 
Go placidly amid the noise and the haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others, even the dull and the ignorant. They too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexations to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain and bitter. For always there will be greater and lesser than your persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But the less, let this not bind you, pardon me, but let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself, especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune. But do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of loneliness and fatigue. Beyond wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe. No less than the trees and the stars, you have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceived him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. Max Ehrman was a gentleman who lived from 1972 through to 1945. He was an American writer, a poet, and an attorney from Terre Haute, Indiana. In 2010, I just looked up some history on him. In 2010, oops, my page just shifted. Excuse me for a second. My page shifted and... Technology, what fun. So in 2010, the town of Terre Haute honored Ehrman with a life-size bronze statue. He's depicted sitting downtown on a bench, pen in hand with a notebook in his lap. And this, the, this poem, Desiderat, is engraved on a plaque next to the, sta- next to the statue. And the lines of the poem are embedded in a walkway. So if you ever get to Terre Haute, Indiana. So that's, uh, I think, a very powerful perspective on life. Um, I guess he probably didn't have access to the first century Aramaic technology of forgiveness, or I'm sure he'd have mentioned something about forgiveness. But we're going to add that piece to the puzzle, and we're going to spend another year together 
putting that information out there, going to deeper and deeper levels of awareness in the use of these tools and the possibility of living out of the true state of being a human being, the state of being active present love, discarding the falsity of loving someone or finding someone to love you or hoping that someone will love you forever and recognize that the only thing that's going to be eternal about love is your experience of yourself as love. And from that will flow all other things would be my offering. You know, the man Yeshua 2,000 years ago said, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Those words, kingdom of heaven, can be properly translated in his original language as the words fell from his mouth as the community of love. Seek ye first your experience of your essence as love, not efforting trying to do it. You'll notice the world has this, this game called I love you. And the instant that you violate the person's goal that says they love you, love turns to something other than the presence of love because it never was love. Those words really represent, I approve of you because you're fulfilling all my goals. And you're doing all the things I think you should do. And if you stop doing that, then love stops because it was never love in the first place. Approval stops. Whereas when we do the work to uncover the true essence of who we are as human beings, each and every one of us, and honor that space in each other. You know, it's interesting in the East they have a a greeting. In fact, one of the things I really enjoyed about being in India many years ago when I was there was anywhere you went, and it didn't matter if it was the, the slummiest part of town or whatever it was, the smallest child, three, four years of age, would fold their hands when they saw you. They'd bow their heads, and they'd repeat the phrase, Namaste. And the word Namaste is a, is a word that represents the greeting of one soul, one being to another. I salute the space in you that is the same in this, as the space in me, where we are one is the essence of Namaste. So today and throughout this whole year, I greet you in that spirit of Namaste, and I'm delighted that you're here to be part of this conversation. And Ms. Jeannie, do you want to uh, check in with our caller and let's see what's happening? Sure. It's Miss Susan, 610. I don't know if your hand is still up for Michael or if it's left over from Dr. Kim, but welcome. Thanks. I didn't put it Happy up New again, year, but lady. hello. I'm so glad you're back. Happy New Year. So are we. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we're being weaned. Maybe we have to behave and do all the stuff by ourselves now. We don't have these people who are going to talk us through our junk. <laughs> no, we're going to keep yeah. moving forward. This is an eternal plan. Good. Good. We are it just may be a different forward. format. <laughs> yep. Well, that was. I'm glad to hear that there are. I, I was sure there are alternatives, but it's too bad you had to go through all that mess, Jeannie, particularly you, having to... I just, I just need to make sure that they will let us do more than 999. 
hours or episodes. Yeah. And uh, so. Uh, and also a place I've got for a couple archives. Other questions. Yes. Yeah. Oh boy. But one good. And I, one good thing though is that um, they do offer on this. Um, I'm trying to flip over so I'm as I'm talking I'm saying the right thing. <laughs> they offer that once we get set up that we can distribute our podcast to Apple and I've already submitted it for that and for Google I'm having some issues there. But then of course the Podbean app and Spotify and Amazon Audible. So iHeartRadio I've already submitted again for that. And so there's several formats that they offer that they will distribute the podcast to so it will get us out there further than what we are oh, right wow. now, I think. Yeah. That's wonderful. Mm. So just a few questions to be answered before we would totally let Blog Talk go, but it will uh, definitely be an alternative so that if Blog Talk's down one day that we can flip over and still do a That's live wonderful. show. So, yeah. 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 And Jeannie, something to Kirsten as you say that is, you know, assuming – I mean, after 12 years, I can't imagine that blog talks are going to keep going on like this if they're going to straighten out their act. Uh, but uh, perhaps we could do both at the same time, that we could be on Podbeam so it gets that extra distribution and, and do blog talk as well. The big problem being we've got almost 5,000 hours of archives in, in blog talk already, and it would be a shame to uh, somehow lose those or have, not have access to those. Right. Mm. Well, the the new podcast picks up all of those old ones because, like, Dr. Tim signed on, and he said, well, it's showing two different Mind Shifters radio, and it's showing the one, which is yours in my picture, with, you know, thousands the early of days. Well, it only picks up 300 episodes, but um, then it shows one with the glowing heart, and right now it says it has five episodes, and that's because I uploaded um, some of the past shows to it so that there are shows out there already. And uh, so I'll have to find out how. Yeah, absolutely. And we won't lose the other shows. I mean, um, you know, we could continue paying for our blog talk program and the archives would always be there. Um, Right. But we could also, we've saved all of them to a hard drive, but then that would mean I'd have to go through and change the URLs. Um, for everything. So that when you yeah, clicked on one, you wouldn't go. Um, yeah. So that would be, I'll take a vacation and go to the beach for two weeks and do that if that happens. <laughs> oh, my God. Do I get to go to the beach too, honey? <laughs> if you would like, yes. Okay. Next week? Well, I don't know about next week, about, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, maybe Abaco Island? In the Bahamas, that should be very nice right now. Hmm, that would be. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, we have an well, one opportunity w- this week. I just would put out there for starting the new year is awesome. Um, I offered to breathe their daughter in love, and she jumped on it and said, "Yes, I'd love it." And so we're mm. hoping we have Aria tomorrow and the next day. And I said, you know, if Ryan is off one of those evenings, we could breathe both of them and give Aria the opportunity. She could either breathe with them or she could help us do energy work on them. And so I think it's an awesome opportunity for all three of them, well, all five of us. And all the of whole them, space. Yeah. yeah, that'll be awesome. Something else I haven't shared with you, uh, Jeannie, and it's a 
good time to do it and, and be good for the audience to hear this or to know it too. But we just um, bought a uh, an AI program, and one of the things it will do, Jamie, is it will go back through our radio archives, and it will do a summary for us with all of the high points of the each podcast, each show, and it will give the minute marker on it and the topic for every show we've ever done. Oh, that'd be awesome. So that'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, it'll give us a really detailed uh, summary. So, so that'll that's something that w- will come in time. There's, there's a, from what I'm understanding, it's a pretty good learning curve, but uh, it looks like it's going to be a worthy learning curve for the things it's going to be able to do for us. Well, while we go to the beach, you can learn on that one while I'm learning on this other one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, Miss Susan, what's exciting in your world? Your new year is oh, getting ready to rock. Yep. Anything that you're seeing coming up the pike? or? Oh, sure. Uh, two new chancel operas finally coming out of pandemic dome. One is oh, really? universal and the other one is lined up. Those are exciting. And we went to Jacksonville, Tim and I, to see my daughter and her new husband. Sorry, I have the hiccups. And two of her three boys. And while we were down there, we took down an application for housing down there from Michael, our Michael. Right. And we actually walked right into the office and said, could you make sure everything is correct on this so that he's really on the wait list? The woman was wonderful. She took us through it line by line, and he had not answered certain questions, which is inevitable. It's a long, complicated application. So we got that in, and then she said, was he ever in the military? Well, you know this, Jeannie. He was in for basic training and then was discharged for bad feet. Not bone spurs, but fallen arches. They couldn't <laughs> take him. Bone spurs. Are you making <laughs> reference to a certain man we know and love? <laughs> right. Know and cherish. So, yeah. <laughs> and so, extend um, energy in hopes of healing, too. Yeah. So she said, take this application, and it was about a half a mile away, so my daughter and I walked to this veteran's outfit, and the guy looked it over and said, yeah, he would qualify for rent assistance and some other kinds of assistance, but he has to have an interview in person. Well, that's not going to happen. But the first bunch said he could interview on the phone or on Zoom instead of coming down here. So that saves an awful lot of trouble and time. So he's nice. on the wait list, and they said it was about a year. So now he's on oh, three. Oh, the space. Wait. Thanks. He's on three wait lists. And we're back home. And, well, there's... Back to winter. Like the, <laughs> yeah, back to... A mild winter, though, it's so far. I hear there's something coming down the pike, but nothing yet. It's been... You know, Florida was only about five degrees warmer than up here. Really? Wow. So, yeah, I know. They're about 46 degrees today, or maybe more now, but we're 41 or two. So, but it was like being in heaven with them. They are so happy. The boys are doing well. Um, Luke is 
I've told you, he's doing his AA work, loving it, teaching guitar, loving it. Um, so That's awesome. It's, it is, and after 25 years of being estranged from my daughter, we're really good friends, and that's wonderful. Just wonderful. I'm doing my usual bitching and moaning about trigger things that I'm dealing with, and Dr. Tim got a whole earful of it, so I won't go in with you, but obviously the, you mean, the wake-up sheet. What? <laughs> I was going to say, you mean that life is still giving you opportunities to learn forgiveness, Susan? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Isn't that a surprise? Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were finished with that. Yes. Well, I would like to be, but no way. Wise nope. guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks for asking, though. But it's been a wonderful time. Yeah, and I hope you had a good time and a lot of rest. You you prepared to be on the show and then couldn't, so you probably went back out the garden or whatever you did. I hope it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of time spent in the garden, yes. And it's you know that we're, moving upward. We're still harvesting collards. January, and we're still awesome. out there cutting. It is, except that it's climate change weirdness. Yeah, the the, the uh, planet is suffering from it, and. Uh, that's unfortunate. Well, anything on your mind that uh, we can support you with? Well, I'm still very easily triggered by our Michael. And so these are just daily opportunities to look at the garbage that's still in my system. It's uncomfortable. How about a mind shifter? Sure. I'm getting out my... Sounds like somebody's chewing in the background. I'm chewing in the background. I hate to eat uh, okay. lunch. Oh, yeah. All right. Sorry, I'll stop. Cool. Okay. No, no here, problem. Here. No, go ahead. I okay, find I'm it ready. delightful. I find it delightful. Uh-huh. That Michael mm-hmm. gently shows me the parts of my mind in need of healing. Mm-hmm. Which I easily complete. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's the first thing, that thought that you're laughing at is the one that goes on the right-hand side of the page. Absolutely. Okay, Michael. All right. And tell Michael we said hello and, uh, and, and send our congratulations that, uh, that he's got this next step handled. Right. And thank you for your willingness to be there to support him. You know, there are so many, while there are crazy things that we acknowledge often going on in the world, there are so many absolutely amazing, wonderful, just giants of human beings who are out there doing decency and doing good in the world. So we're blessed when we look at, 
you know, what's happened with global starvation and uh, poverty and such. The, the gains have been monumental compared to the past. And uh, so the, uh, the train is rolling in the right direction, and uh, everybody who wants to get on board, I think, helps to accelerate it just a little bit more. And I think we're getting closer and closer to that critical mass point that Yeshua was talking about 2,000 years ago. Mm, I hope so. We're on it. Well, any other thoughts for you, young lady? No, but just to keep the sites local, because that's where you see the beautiful things. When you read the paper, you see all the suffering and struggling and nastiness and all this. And it's like an overdose. It isn't really, I'm telling myself, I hope it's true, that it isn't really... It's true as far as it goes, but it's unbalanced, way unbalanced. Definitely. Definitely there's not so much, uh, you know, on the, on, I think on the, uh, what it takes to sustain what they call news organizations. They don't get nearly as much from telling everyday wondrous stories that have become just mm-hmm. normal uh, compared yeah. to everyday shocking stories which unfortunately have become normal that that get people's attention and get their ire up and and mm-hmm. get them clicks on on the uh, internet and and attention from buying newspapers and what have you of course I guess that's kind of a thing of the past now but the equivalent so yeah the shift is happening good well thanks thanks for coming back all right well, we appreciate you and cherish you, and uh, tell that young man, Tim, that we're extending love in his direction as well. And both of you, just an absolutely wondrous, awesome new year, Thanks. and joining you and making it the best one yet of your eternal life. Thanks. That's great. All right. Thank you. Much appreciation. Thanks. All right. Well, Miss Jeannie... Do we have anybody in the phone queue with a hand up or anything happening in chat room? Or do you have anything to share, sweetie, besides no, I Podbean? <laughs> I think I've shared everything I've got on my mind right now. You know, there's, uh, we've, like I said, you know, when um, I started to say bad thing, but it's just actually a consequence of blog talk not working is that we only have about half the number of people on the switchboard that we usually have. You know, so hopefully with the email that goes out tonight, people will realize that we are back on. And, you know, with this being off so much, surely there's been a question or a comment or, or you know, if you want to share some of your ups or downs during the holidays, you know, if there's any way that we can support you in any way, you know, press 1. So if you're out there in listener land, maybe you have a New Year's resolution you're willing to share with us or a question on your worksheet process. Maybe you've reclaimed your mind from some form of craziness in the world that you'd be willing to share with us how the tools have impacted you that might inspire someone else who's listening. You know, one of the things that I... uh, 
I've observed over the years is that many people refuse to pick up something new. And my best understanding of it is, at least one of the reasons why they do that, is because they're of a mindset of, well, I've already tried everything and nothing works, therefore why would I waste my time trying something else? And the uh, the beautiful part of these tools that come out of the first century Aramaic language is there is absolutely nothing to believe. Take it and put the tools to work and watch how the game changes. It's just mind-boggling how instantaneously circumstances and situations can turn around and become something quite different. And the core tool that we are here to put in front of people over and over and over and over and over and over again is because the mind being inertia-bound oftentimes can't hear something. And the reason it can't hear it is because it doesn't yet have the brain cells to replicate it. You know, you go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago, and he said you, you had to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. And he says, oh, well, you know, I think most everybody in this audience had what we call physical eyes and ears. So what do you mean you've got to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear? Well, there's a process we recognize in this work. It's called the building of brain cells. And the mind of men, the human mind, cannot integrate into its constructs anything that's not in its foundation. So let's imagine Yeshua gives us a statement that's a very high truth, like lofty, beyond the clouds kind of truth. And there's somebody who's down looking at the ground, picking up used cigarette butts and scraps of food on the ground in order to live. You can offer that person that lofty gem that came from the clouds. And because the content is not yet within the mind of the person who's scrounging for used cigarette butts and food on the ground can't produce a reality that matches that. It, it literally just can't be heard. The, the information has to be in brain cells first. And so one of the reasons why we do this show, and we've been doing it now for, we're into our 13th year now, and putting hours and hours and hours and hours into it and having the archives to back it up, is that each piece of information that's given is assisting one in building the brain cells to be able to, to set their minds up so that the, the statement that comes from beyond the clouds is able to be replicated by the mind. You know, when we look at what was called in the ancient teachings the mind of man or carbon-based memory, we also refer to that as the replicate mind. 
And the word replicate means all it can do is is make things out of, I mean, it can shift them around and change them and make it appear to be different, but it can't do anything. It can't produce anything that isn't in it. It can only replicate what's there. And, of course, if you're living in the replicate mind, then by definition, you're living in the past. And the ancient teachings, they said of those who lived in the past, let the dead bury the dead, let the blind lead the blind. Because if all your mind is capable of doing is producing or reproducing images, ideas, mind energy from the past, then everything is just recycled. Where if you listen again to those ancient teachings, they said the mind of man has not yet conceived of what lies in store. In other words, while you're down there, mind of man, carbon-based memory, past, and if you look at humanity uh, as a whole, a whole lot of it's been about scrounging for cigarette butts in the, and on the ground and, uh, and food in the garbage. You, know, that's, you look at where so many people's lives have been. Yes, there are extreme examples of insane wealth, those who have that insane wealth, who got good at the money game, if they haven't got the brain cells for living from that higher perspective in the cloud, they're still doing the same thing, scrounging around for cigarette butts. They're just scrounging around with a credit card in order to become what they referred to as a new man or a new woman. There has to be new content that comes into the mind. And one of the specialties of the world, you know, you think about a newborn child and what is everybody doing with the newborn child? They wave to the child. They talk to the child. They use weird voices with the child. They do anything to attract the child. They get shiny baubles and beads to attract the child's attention. And so the child's focus is out there looking, looking, looking for something new, something different, something exciting, something shiny. The Greeks called it bread and circuses. They recognized if we just give people a, a full belly and some kind of entertainment, then they'll never discover that there's another realm to live from. And that will make them fit servants for us for their whole lives long. There is a faction of that going on still in the world today that want nothing more than servants who will serve them. And then there are those who've reached beyond that mindset, reached beyond those brain cells, and recognize that there's a whole different game in town, and that as long as one person is enslaved, then the whole of humanity is enslaved. You can't keep a person in jail without being the jailer building the brain cells to recognize. And when I talk about building brain cells, I'm not talking about new physical structure. I'm talking about the ability of the cellular structure of your body to store information and to bring in new information and to bring information other than what's been stored in it from the past, if we can make our minds available to that. And one of the keys to being able to bring in new levels, new qualities of information, is to free ourselves from the replicate mind, to free ourselves from 
the past to make room for something different to show up. For true human life, for the, the active presence of love, for wholeness, for sweetness, for compassion to show up. Even if the world is challenging us at the moment, it's a dual process, engaging in the higher energy, consciously, purposely, uh, while at the same time forgiving as to the lower energies that tend to keep us trapped in certain attitudes, in certain cycles of behavior, and, and certain limited ways of thinking. So in applying the forgiveness process, and if you're not using the process, we have a worksheet called Reality Management. There are several ways you can access it. You can go to the website, whyagain.org, and in the upper left-hand corner, there's a link that says Start Here. If you click that link, it'll start walking you through everything we have about forgiveness. And at this point, we're somewhere in the range of 20,000 pages on our website, and almost 5,000 hours in our archives, so there's lots of information there to assist in building the brain cells for a higher path of life. And then there are many, many tools for enhancing that process, in particular, the process of forgiveness. Recognizing that forgiveness doesn't mean I'm going to let you off the hook for what's happening inside of me, but rather... Forgiveness is a tool with which I collapse the pictures painted on the inside of my eyeballs that are nothing but reflections of my interior conditions of limitation or pain, learning to process through those things and come out the other side as a creator that just takes things to a a level unimaginable by those who live out of carbon-based memory. The worksheet itself, you can print off on the website. You can actually fill it in live with your keyboard on the website. And or we have the world's only forgiveness app. If you go to your app store on your phone and type in the words Heartland, one word, H-E-A-R-T-L-A-N-D, Aramaic, A-R-A-M-A-I-C, forgiveness. You'll see a red glowing heart on one of the first few apps that comes up in your app store when you search for that. That'll be our app. It's totally free. And it's specifically designed to be totally and completely private. We know that people do some forgiveness work. It's uh, some pretty deep level stuff and very private processing. And so the only permission that the app asks for when you load it is the ability to use the Internet. We're not interested in being able to dial your phone or access your contacts or send texts or change information in your your phone. The only thing we're interested in doing is providing you a tool with which you can access and do the forgiveness process. If you complete a worksheet, which there are two different versions of the worksheet in the app, then the, as you, when you get ready to close it down, the app will ask you if you want to save it. If you want to save it, it's going to ask for one additional permission, and that's going to be that it can write to your hard drive, so it's got a place to save it. 
Otherwise, there are no permissions required with our app. And from within the app, you can ask questions. Any page on the app that there's something you don't understand, click the button, write your, your question, hit send, and Jeannie will get it. The next show we do, we'll read that question on the show. We'll answer that question, discuss it, and then send you back a link so you can access the archives of that show and get the answer to your question. So we're doing everything that we can to make each and every one of these tools available and functional for you. The archives of the radio show, again, they're getting up somewhere close to 5,000 hours. And engaging there is a powerful way to build the brain cells. And if you're on one of those stations where we can't see you in our control panel, our call-in number is 563-999-3581. If you call that number, you'll be listening to the show. And then if you hit one, that will raise a hand in the control panel, and we'll be having a conversation. Jeannie will connect you and introduce you by your area code. So if you're out there in listener land, we've got about 15 minutes left. How can we support you? What's on your mind? We've been missing for several days, missing in action. Certainly some questions have developed. Push one. Let's have a conversation about it. How can we support you? What's on your mind? We'll just take a moment of silence. Well, I will share one thing, uh, and this is in line with their work, but uh, I went to physical therapy this morning and had a new therapist working with me. And one of the things she was talking about is, you know, she said she has a six-year-old and a nine-year-old and that they're always best play buddies. But, of course, they have sibling arguments every now and then. And she told them, Um, I guess Monday, she said, our New Year's resolution is that we will only say words to each other or thoughts about each other that uplift each other and we'll let go of things that tear each other down. And I thought, wow, that's good. (laughs) So Sweet. Well, you know, Tim... Uh, remember a few years back came up with a tool that he's taught in, in family systems where they get the kids to make up a an acronym from their name, They're taking their last name and turning that into uh, a motto for the family. And I thought that was a pretty sweet idea, pretty cool idea that uh, they would have a family motto. I did do an interview just a few days ago, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll get a link to you, Jeannie. It's actually going to play in, uh, later this month. But there's a woman in St. Louis, Missouri, who's a uh, physical therapist friend of ours who's been doing this work for going on, she's, I don't know, 25 years now. 
but she's doing a conference for parents on raising small children. And so we did an interview, and she's got several different presenters that are going to present along with this interview in a parenting conference. So anybody that's interested in that, I'll, I'll check on that material, Janie, and get it to you, and we'll put it out there so it's available. And it would be cool for somebody to push one and let us know what's on your mind, what's happening. What's your New Year's resolution? And probably, you know, a good New Year's, you know, a lot of times people, this is the time of year when they step up to the plate and they're going to do this and they're going to do all kinds of wonderful, awesome things that really, you know, winter in nature is kind of about getting into a rest phase and regeneration phase, quiet phase, and not necessarily the best time to go rah, rah, I'm now going to do this great and wonderful thing or that great and wonderful thing, but you know, so, and and a lot of times those. I think an article I was reading they said that the, uh, the those kind of New Year's resolutions last for an average of about 3.1 months. But rather, it, it's a time to really go inside, nurture yourself, take care of yourself, and so New Year's resolutions that move in that direction, I think, can can be much easier to keep and will tend to extend out beyond that three-month place where really the resolution to take care of yourself, to stay in the practice of living as the active presence of love with yourself is, a, is perhaps a more powerful go, place to go than doing all the rah-rah things that tend to fall away. So we're blessed to be entering this new year. If it goes as fast as the last one did, then we'll be doing this show again in just what will seem like a few weeks. <laughs> time flies, time moves along. And it would be nice with the few minutes we've got left to, uh, to hear someone's voice other than my own. So if you've been pondering a question, if there's been something about the forgiveness process or... Oh, great. Let's say hello. It's Delinda, 541. You're on the air. <clears throat> okay. Welcome, young lady. Happy New Year. You. <laughs> Happy New Year. My uh, New Year's resolution is to listen and receive. And my New Year word, of course, is to listen, thanks to someone's uh, offering that thought it might be a good word for this year. And um, I'm in the pro- I just re-listened to the conversation that we had, I think it was last Thursday, I don't remember. Or, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> is it, is That's it okay. 30, Sweet. 30 seconds from now, or is it five years from now or so? And the... Um, I have a, a little sequential process that I'm going through. I listen to the conversation, and next what I want to do is do my um, evaluation, you know, put the three evaluations with each other so I can see what you all can see. And then um, uh, next um, they'll, they'll probably interface with each other, or maybe I'll do one step before the other, but this is a sequence of the the uh, inclusion of everything that I can. 
<clears throat> I may have to right. listen to the podcast, the um, co-intensive podcast on honoring truth, honoring other, and honoring self. Well, actually, it's a whole podcast. I want to listen to the whole podcast because I want to interrelate the different parts to the whole while I'm focusing on honor of truth. And, nice. Um, so I, that's my process. And I'm I'm pokey. I think I'm not only uh, chew my cud, but I also have got tortoise in me somewhere. <laughs> I do things slow. I'm not a fast person. And I chew my cud a lot. And so that's helpful. Um, and I, that's my process, sir. And, and I hope that's helpful. I also want to thank Susan for every single question she asks. Uh, whether I'm laughing because I recognize myself in it or whether I'm seeing the uniqueness of her journey. Um, it's amazing how the mind shifters you give her um, really resonate for me as well. And so it's nice that uh, the sisterhood and the brotherhood can come together in the family of love. And I We like are all that. in this together, aren't we? I know we are, even those of us who don't have the brain cells yet. I mean, they're, they're just part of the family. It's just like they're, they're, still, they're still on breast milk, and that's good. Yeah, building strength to strength, here a little, there a little. Yeah. Honoring every stage and every age and uh, every... Um, phase of the soul's unique journey. That's that's quite an expansion to be able to grow into. Yes. And how's Larry? Is he getting ready to rock for the new year? He's trying to find his purpose in relation to what he really wants to do because neither one of us are computer people, and it just seems like the whole world is going into that direction. It's like channeling everything that he tries, he thinks he might be interested in, all involves computer work, and he hasn't found his niche in that respect because he's basically a hands-on person. You know, he right. likes to get out. He's mechanically minded. He's detail-oriented. He's interested in the earth and interested in, uh, like me, in regeneration. Um, right. But an example would be, for me, regeneration. Um, here's an example of putting it into a practical application. Like when I garden, it's my sanctuary. It's sort of like I'm healing in the garden. For Larry, garden is productive. You know, if it's just not producing, then that's not his passion. You know. Right. It honors its function, and he wants to help the earth with it, but it's not his passion. So he's looking for his passion. And so, um, you know, I'm supporting him in every way I can. Yeah. You know, we have a worksheet for that. Oh, I know, but that's not where he's coming from. (laughs) So I have to honor that. I don't know what you mean mean by that. Um. Both we have a, a, a specific. Both us, yeah, both of us are do it my own way kind of people. We both find what works for us the best. 
and we both have way I don't know how to explain it to you because it's a feeling, Michael. It's like Well I, here would be my offering. Here would be my offering. Yes, I think we're all kind of do it my way people, but you know, if there's a shovel out there, I don't have to do it somebody else's way to go, oh, here's a tool, a shovel. It can help me dig a hole. It's better than doing it with my fingernails. You know, I don't have to pick up somebody else's way or compromise my way of doing things to say, oh, somebody's developed a tool that may help me achieve my goal. And, you know, it's a simple worksheet. There are three sections to fill out, and it might give him some new way to see his, you know, the, the possibilities in how his unique being is ready to express in the world next. It's just a tool. It doesn't mean doing it anybody else's way. It's just a tool. No different than a shovel or, a, you know, an ice pick. I get you, totally. And if the brain cells aren't there, it's going to either um, – it's uh, an offering is going to either be seen as a, a threat – well, it will be seen as a threat, and it will either – <clears throat> be um, it will usually be rejected if we don't have the brain cells yet, right? What we were just talking uh, about, Michael. That that wouldn't be her. my reality about it, but you know, to each their own. Oh well, I thought that's what you were saying. I thought that's what you were saying about the the the. Let me see the pastures in the Bible about not having brain cells for it. Well, not having brain cells for particular understanding or what have you, but my, my, what I was offering is just like a shovel, here's a tool. You might want to look at the tool if you're looking at achieving a result, and maybe somebody has a tool that will assist you in producing that result that you're looking for. And here it is, and, you know, throw it away or try it or don't or, you know. Yeah, well, that, that's Anyway, the it's point. there. Yeah, it's there, uh, and I would agree you. I've 100%. watched, yeah, I've watched many, many people, and I include myself, uh, with that simple tool, turn their lives from... I guess the best word I could use is limitation to into just uh, a whole new possibility in a whole new space. So anyway, it's out there. and Maybe share it with him and he can throw it away or use it or not use it. And it's an offering. I have. It doesn't go. Yeah. It doesn't fly. Yeah. You, you offered him the... the oh, I- uh, purpose worksheet and, and explain yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. the idea of it is? Yeah? Oh, well. Well, to each their own then. We'll just hold right. the space for the highest you know, and best. A, if we don't see a shovel there and we see something else, we're not going to pick it up even if we need it. That's my understanding of what you're saying when we don't have the brain yeah. cell. We don't see it. And yeah. so, why am I doing my work? <laughs> Because I see it. Oh, that's a shovel. I need it. Or for me, to put it in very graphic terms, shovels don't work for my body. Yeah. So I don't. 